Or it's a Strathmore spring water. Mm. Oh, nice. Very, very middle class. Well, it's going out of date, so I go. <laughs> Not middle class anymore. <laughs> St. Johnston are the greatest football team in the world. And welcome to the All Our Teams podcast, the uninformed and equally opinionated gander into the sporting world. As always, my name is Alistair Kirk. And once again, I am joined by my two fantastic co-hosts. First up, will he be in a position to Swansea away it next season? Only time will tell. It's Jack Green. I bloody hope so. Um, Good to see you both boys. Good show today. And across the pond, thousands of miles away in person, but very close to our hearts. Oh, Canada, it's Jeremy Curel. Oi, oi, how are we doing, boys? We are very well. Gentlemen, it is fantastic to see you after a week and a half, two weeks since we last recorded this podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, it is brilliant to have you back, whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Pods, or your favorite podcast platform. We do not care. We're just thrilled to have you with us. Please do remember, if you are listening to us on Apple Pods, a cheeky five-star review will go a long way to getting us to number 77 in your country and you a free pint. However, boys, I have to announce um, there has already been a disaster with the five-star free pint uh, marketing ploy that we 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 started, or Jeremy started, I should say, which is I uh, friend of the show Danny. I went up north. I saw friend of the show Danny. We went to the pub, um, and he bought me a pint, and I forgot to buy him a pint, and he has okay. given us a five star <laughs> review. So all I can say is we're probably going to get sued for false advertising. But I promise yeah. you, I've already promised Danny the next time I see him, a pint is coming his way. And if you do give us a five star review, uh, yeah, free pints will be. We'll be heading over. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we have been away uh, for a bit. Uh, Life is busy over the last month, uh, over the last couple of weeks. So we're probably not going to be a weekly podcast, but we still find time to talk sport, boys, because, you know, there's a lot going on. And into the summer, I'm sure there'll be more sport to talk about. Uh, This week, we're going to take a brief look at how bad our teams are. We're going to talk about some sports that need to be discussed. We've got one trivia question before we finish with our favorite top Three. So, gentlemen, uh, how are we doing? Jeremy, uh, you've been doing a lot of painting recently. Um, can you please update the listeners on how the house painting in the Ontario region is going? Yeah, insane. Uh, the, uh, my crazy uncle, who I mentioned sometimes, is mm. I was working with him and uh, never a dull moment there. So uh, a lot of things are said and done that I don't think I want to put out into the public. Uh, <laughs> so... Maybe we can uh, post that picture that I sent you boys on our Instagram so some of the listeners can have a quick look at it too. Yes, All right. definitely. We'll do that. We may need to lawyer up, but we will do that. Uh, Jack Green, you're joining us uh, with a fantastic haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're also wearing a singlet. Can you please tell the listener and us, is it hot in Falkirk? Everything's hot in Falkirk. <laughs> um, Ooh. Oh. It's more just a, it's, 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 it's a, an ode to my love. Okay. Uh, the Indiana Pacers, who have successfully not made it into the playoffs <laughs> um, well this year, um, after rejecting uh, the love of the New York Knicks, who have managed to make fourth seed. Yes. So, um, 
smart decisions all around. Um, I may as well finish off the very short little bit of my teams. I've got Blue Jays off the pace. Surprise, surprise. Um, can't seem to keep a run together. Um, there were a masterful pitching performance from uh, Ryu the other night against the Red Sox inspired an 8-0 win, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, he's pitching tonight, so hopefully they'll they'll have another good game. Um, and the Sounders have won five games in a row since drawing the first game of the season, so they're 5-0-1. Um, so looking like a good season ahead. That's just it. That's it today. Fantastic. And, of course, your beloved North City back in the Prem. Life, life is good. Life yeah. is good. Looking forward um, to next season. Absolutely. Well, we should just get straight to it, which is, uh, as Jack alluded to there, um, supporter of the New York Knicks, decided to defect from New York City to Indiana. Um, the New York Knicks have made the playoffs for the first time in, what, eight, nine years, are actually a team that everybody wants to watch, while Indiana are a, a complete disaster and mess. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, you know, I chose to support the Phoenix Suns and then decided not to bother supporting the Phoenix Suns. And uh, there's a high chance they might win the whole bloody thing. So, Jeremy... Guessing it's safe to say that me and Jack should not be used to judge North American sports teams. No, that's okay. My team didn't even make the playoffs. So uh, (laughs) the three of us are not having a great year as far as NBA is concerned. That can change quickly. And uh, however, I I would accept uh, either of you. We're we're within the timeline where you can jump back on those teams if you want. However, as Jack's wearing a Pacers jersey, I don't think that'll be happening. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and next Suns final that'll be incredible though that mm-hmm. really would you got the pierce sabonis look going on right now jack i think he's got yeah. the same haircut and beard he does yeah he does it's a good look there's your the next look- halloween costume yeah, yeah. look eastern european yeah. yeah looking lithuanian i'm loving life it is lithuanian mm-hmm. isn't it yeah, yeah it's possible. somewhere around that area it is possible i'm sure it was a quiz yeah. question once but we don't listen Damn it, i gotta change the quiz question now <laughs> <laughs> mr jeremy curel uh in relation to your teams that don't make the playoffs uh, one has one has which is great news the maple leafs mm. um how's john tafaris doing he was uh, there was an attempted murder on the man yeah i did see That's... the clip on reddit uh yeah well, Jack, well not yeah, actually jack it wasn't actually an attempted oh. murder, but a horrible incident, a knee to the face, and uh, yeah. he was taken to hospital. I saw it on Reddit. I uh, clicked on the link. I didn't see the not safe for work <clears> tag, and uh, I didn't particularly Ooh. enjoy what I saw. So, yeah, um, for the for Jack and for the listener, um, maybe you could just give us a quick 30 seconds on the John Tavares incident. Yeah, basically, he got hit by one player, and, and as he was falling, another player, Corey Perry's knee hit him right in the face. Um, and then he went down. He was clearly totally unconscious. They tried to lift him up, and he sort of fell backwards. His blood on his face is, is horrible to see. So, um, But reports are um, a concussion, but no serious neck or um, spinal issues. And which I think he's out of the hospital now. Um, but he'll be gone for the playoffs, which sucks for the Leafs. But, uh, you know, that's uh, really doesn't matter in the, in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, on the subject of the Leafs, uh, they lost game one, that, that game one in Montreal, which makes sense. You could see the look on their faces. Like, how do you play after you've just yeah. seen your teammate uh, get dist- like, oh, it was rough. But um, last night, they even the series, they crushed Montreal, which was great. <laughs> My brother-in-law, Brian, won't be thrilled about it. He was rubbing uh, the first win in everyone's face. But uh, quick fun fact for you, that's the, this is the first playoff win they've had over Montreal since 1967. So, shit. Yeah, a big win well, there. They crushed great them. And terrible in equal measure. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. 67 was the last year that they won the Stanley Cup, and there's only a, a handful of teams in the league. So uh, things are looking slightly up uh, for the Leafs, but um, that's happened before, and 
it's all come crashing down horribly before so it'll happen again you have to say when i saw the uh john tavares incident i actually initially thought it might have been like the this the, the the skate that had made contact with him yeah and i thought well this is going to be one of the most horrendous things that's ever happened but it was just a knee but as you say it was still brutal it was rough. nonetheless uh jeremy anything else on your teams no raptors are out there's not much going on there it won't be until the draft in the off season and uh same with usc football jack covered the jays so nah it's just leaf stuff right now all right well we will be looking out for the leafs as the playoffs continue uh as for myself boys uh, i just want the seasons to be over now honestly i hate all my teams they're just it's just a complete i mean if COVID-19 wasn't bad enough, I then, you know, when I was younger, chose to support just god-awful sporting teams just to make my day even worse. Um, we'll just get the Edinburgh teams out of the way. Edinburgh City, uh, Robbie McIntyre with a wonderful goal in the first leg of the League One playoffs uh, against Dumbarton. Uh, Jeremy, just for context and for any other listeners out there who, uh, who wish to know, uh, Dumbarton finished second bottom of League One, Edinburgh City. I uh, got through to the playoffs finals in League Two, so you end up, it's a weird sort of convoluted system. But anyway, Dumbarton in League One, they're going to stay there, and Edinburgh City will remain in League Two. So yeah, Robbie McIntyre scored a wonder goal. I thought, this is it. This is the moment. And uh, then we, we, we lost 3-1, and then uh, lost 3-2 in aggregate. Jeremy Curiel, you have a question? Yeah, first of all, classic. Uh, secondly, Robbie McIntyre, isn't Robert McIntyre the golfer? Yeah, yes. Is that, is that yeah, his name? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, absolutely. So I was just watching why... him. Well, this is why he's not doing so well in the PGA Championship because he had to play for Edinburgh City last week. That's right, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Probably the Deion Sanders of uh, Scottish sports. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, man of many talents and uh, also a car salesman at Arnold Clark, so well done to him. Uh, but yeah, Edinburgh City are... Well, yeah, that's it. Well, another season in League Two, but look, it's Edinburgh City first got into the, the uh, SPFL League pyramid system in uh, 2016 so not doing too bad there as for edinburgh rugby ah oh, the team i love the most just disaster we lost to glasgow last week our bitter rivals at home and um, we've got two more games to go honestly i don't care none of us care anymore uh, i was speaking with a friend of the show Davo, about it the other day and uh, we are both beyond pessimistic about the future of this team um I, I, I those words can't save us uh, and as for tottenham hotspur uh, well we've made jack great news uh, we beat Leicester City 4-2. Just game just finished mm-hmm. about 10 minutes ago. So we will be now in the coveted European Conference League. The Thingy one that's Bobby. now Yeah, it's now a new Jeremy, it's a new league. So you've got the Champions League, the Europa League, and because of money, they've now got this conference league, which uh for context, Hibernian Football Club will be playing in, and so will my beloved Tottenham Hotspur. So, nice. um, yeah, so uh, but this a bit shit. Uh, but the good news is uh, Arsenal didn't make any of it because uh, we we beat them by a place. So I'm okay with that. Jack, Harry Kane wants to leave. Do we want to talk about it this podcast? We want to talk about another podcast. Um, I think we could talk about it. I don't see why okay. not. Well, Jeremy, oh, as you know... Sorry, you'll hear me laughing. The dog's howling unbelievably loudly right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can hear it. One second. Yeah. Wow. I thought maybe <laughs> like, it's like, an, it's like an air raid. It's a ghost. Siren. It's a ghost. Jesus Christ. It's like when Chernobyl went up. <laughs> the, the survivors of Chernobyl always tell of the old lady howling in the wind. Yeah, Ooh. they do. Yeah. Of the big owl. <laughs> Great. That was a, actually maybe don't tell your kids that was a bedtime story. Mm. Scare them. Uh, sorry about that. However, that Chernobyl show, great show. <laughs> <laughs> Never, I didn't see <laughs> it. Good. Oh, really good. 
and see it. I should. Anyway, should. all right. Hopefully, he doesn't go off again. But this might all be right. like every ten minutes sort of thing. Because well, it's always good to get a cameo on this podcast. So mm-hmm. yeah. Shout out yeah. to. Oh, it's it's a, it sounded like a sounded like a husky, but it was a, it's a lab. Oh, he's. Uh, I don't know what he is. He's a mix of all sorts: black lab, uh, pit bull, sorts of stuff. Nice Cat. dog. Very nice. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. And then there's a little fat white one that you saw earlier. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brilliant uh, so yes Jack Green Harry Kane has said he wants to leave Tottenham Hotspur um, it's not too surprising Spurs you know have uh, failed to win anything in his tenure at at, at, at Tottenham um, I'm obviously sad but I'm not surprised and I wouldn't begrudge him either um, there's no loyalty in sport and he's been incredibly loyal to Tottenham Hotspur and Tottenham haven't really given him much in return in the sense that we haven't won anything uh, we then had the audacity to try, try and join the Super League that we didn't deserve to be in and built a billion pound stadium just before a global pandemic so we've got no money uh, but anywho uh, what's your that he, that, you know nobody could have predicted that but yeah what's your thoughts Harry Kane um, I think yeah I don't see why he'd want to play in a European qualifier match against a random team from Azerbaijan when he could be playing in the Champions League for um, a bigger team. No, I, I, he's he's perfectly within his right to, to say what he said. I think he may find um, some issues getting bought. Uh, the, the last thing I heard um, was that Daniel Levy would, wouldn't listen to any offers under 120 million. And, yeah. I also uh, heard quite frankly. 150 there you go so wow quite frankly who the, there's only two teams in the world right now that could probably offer that and it's whether they're willing to and that's PSG and Man City um Man City are primed for a Harry Kane so mm-hmm. and it would be a shame for Tottenham I think if he was to stay in the league but um he, you know they're screaming out for a for a focal point for a striker for a for a main man up top and he is that guy um PSG obviously there's the link with Pochettino and uh, the potential to reunite in Paris and they are absolutely minted so um, I I think the Daniel Levy will be the only reason why Harry Kane doesn't leave in the summer um, which is a shame for his career if he does end Mm. up staying in Tottenham and and that's the reason why but you know it would be good to see him really have the opportunity to compete with one of the best teams in Europe and and see what he can do at the very very top of of club football Um, and all of it's good for England, so I'm quite happy. Well, yeah, well, I said to you both off air, you know, um, Harry Kane is at risk of having nothing to show for his career than personal accolades. He's just won the Golden Boot yet again for the most goals in uh, the Premier League season. But, you know, since he's been at Tottenham Hotspur, we've had Leicester City doing the incredible and winning the Premier League um, in that Hollywood season. They've also just gone and won the FA Cup. He's seen Kyle Walker leave to go to Man City and, you know, win accolade after accolade with with City. Uh, Kieran Trippier has just won La Liga with Atletico Madrid. So, you know, he's seen guys who, well, Kieran Trippier, you know, of a lesser quality than him, you know, having things to show for it, um, you know, where, whereas he doesn't right now. Obviously, selfishly, I really, really hope he stays with Tottenham Hotspur and I hope we finally do something as a team. You know, even if it's just an FA Cup, I would take it, but it doesn't look too hopeful. But anyway, I'm sure as the summer progresses, um, many Harry Kane segments will be 
will be uh, made on this podcast. Uh, but I mostly I hope he stays because I've got a Lego Harry Kane up there. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it took a long time to make. Uh, anywho, gentlemen, a wonderful team update. I probably spoke too long on mine, but, you know, as always, I use this as a counselling session. But Jeremy Curo, um, in the world of sport, what's, what have you noticed over the last sort of 10 days that you'd like to uh, bring up? Well, it's the start of the NBA playoffs. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, finally, it's a year which you don't normally see in the NBA where almost any team could win, right? Yeah, brilliant. Uh, we're coming off the back of, you know, not a, this last year, but but recently four straight finals of, of Cavs versus Warriors. Um, neither of those teams are in the playoffs this year. The team that LeBron's on is a seven seed this year, playing your formerly beloved Suns. But... Um, yeah, who knows what could happen, right? It could be Milwaukee. It could be the Nets. It could be the Clippers. Um, because the Raptors aren't in this year, I don't really have a team that I, I want to win. It's more so what happens when the Patriots used to be in the playoffs where I'm cheering for teams not to win, right? <laughs> yeah. So if it comes down to a, a Lakers versus Nets finals, which there's actually probably a really good chance it will, I don't know what, what to do. The basketball will be unbelievable, but I don't really like anyone on those teams. I mean, I like yeah. James Harden. And even he's not the most likable guy ever. So does my dislike for LeBron overtake my dislike for Kyrie and KD? Hard to say. Um, I think it would be really nice to see the Bucs in the finals again after you've dropped them. Uh, yeah, well, Bucks, yeah, exactly. you know what? A Bucks suns finals, just the fact oh that God. those are the two teams you like <laughs> would, would be so good. So that's Absolutely. what I'm hoping for right now. I can't but, lose. Uh, no, you can't. And it's just great to have the, the thing wide open and you can just sort of, and it's every series is good. Every matchup's good. So this is the most I've been excited for playoffs overall when I'm not just worried about my team doing well. Hmm. It's kind of refreshing to be honest. Uh, it's like what the NFL playoffs have been for me for literally the last 10 years <laughs> since the Jets have made the playoffs. But uh, Ali, is there any, any team specifically you'd like to see in the finals or any matchup happening now that you're enjoying or excited about? Yeah, I think, um, I have to say, so if it if it ended up being a Nets Lakers, I'm going to be fooling on the Nets. Um, I know yeah. you, I know you don't like them as a team, and it's completely understandable. I think for me, you know, Kyrie Irving, he is a he is a complete twat. And there's no denying it. But his basketball, I mean, you know, him and Steph Curry are just heaven to watch so mm-hmm. obviously the Warriors didn't make it through the playing tournament so you know we've now got the handles of Kyrie Irving so and also Steve Nash that'd be pretty cool you yeah know, true Nash, true Good. You know, I Canada's Steve own, um, yeah great great guy great player Tottenham Hotspur fan and uh, you know his first his first season as a head coach in the NBA so that would be a pretty a pretty uh, good story, I, but I, I think ultimately, you know, the Phoenix Suns—it's such—it's such a wonderful story. Um, you know, a team that has been perennial losers for you know two decades. I mean, you know, the aforementioned Steve Nash was kind of the last time the Suns kind of did anything, and of course, you know, it was uh, MJ and his and his Bulls kind of put stop to that. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm like you. I, I'm so excited because it's so wide open, and I think it's really fascinating because I think a lot of sports. We've seen a lot of sports, you know, very shortly we're going to get on to Scottish football and how that has been possibly, you know, one of the best seasons in recent history. And I think we're seeing so many different leagues where the, where, and I don't know if it's just because there's not fans in the stadiums or because it's such a weird lifestyle and players aren't staying at home or I, I mean, I don't know if I knew I'd be a billionaire, I suppose, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, it's just so wide open and I'm excited too for, for the, for the NBA playoffs. And I, I hope it's not a Lakers 
Nets final. I hope it's, you know, yeah, I hope it's like a Bucks Suns or something mm-hmm. like that. Or the Atlanta Hawks just do something crazy. And, you know, um, I'd even take, and you'll hate this, but I'd even take the Boston Celtics in the final because I like this Boston Celtics team. Obviously, no, that's okay. You know, obviously, it doesn't really make the sort of underdog story because the Boston Celtics aren't an underdog. I mean, they've got what, eleven titles or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. probably more. But um, but just as a team, you know, they're they're a likable team, um, a bit like the Liverpool team of, of last season. Uh, didn't like didn't like the team or the fans, but I like the guys on, yeah. on the court or on the field. So yeah, so no, I'm I'm like you, really looking forward to it, and hopefully it'll be uh, hopefully it'll be a little wide open. I was just trying to see actually what the current standing situation were, but I've failed to multitask by talking and clicking at the same time <laughs> so uh potentially we can move on but yeah um looking forward to the playoffs as the advance i don't know if you have anything else you want to touch on no that's pretty much it for me jack any uh any thoughts on the playoffs um no but i did have a kind of a, just a thought on on something obviously what are you saying ali there about the kind of not having fans in the stands and it's changed the dynamic of seasons and things like that um like not necessarily in the same sport, but like with the Premier League when they first came back um, during lockdown yeah. to finish off the last season, um, a lot of teams had better away winning records. Um, they, they played yeah. worse at home and things like that. And and um, the Blue Jays, a lot of the players recently have said, um, Marcus Simeon especially has said, like he's enjoyed traveling this year. That more of that because they've been in Dunedin and it's mm-hmm. a small ballpark but without the the kind of same reaction of the home crowd is, is lost. So they've actually enjoyed playing away from home better. And that, that whole dynamic right. throws everything off completely. Yeah. So definitely makes it more interesting and seemingly more, more competitive. Yeah. One last thing I would say, I think if I could pick Jeremy um, would be if it, if it isn't the Bucks sons, I think it would be the 76ers jazz because we're, it's like two teams that sort of in the nineties or whatnot were quite, you know, well-known, very successful, that kind of fell in hard times and uh, could even be seen as small market these days. So I'd be keen for I'd be keen for sure. that. Especially so. Jazz, especially. And, and they're the number one seed, right? So it's very possible. Absolutely. They had a brilliant uh, regular season. And uh, yeah, I just hope it's not the Lakers. Like, I get LeBron. Yeah, me too. Uh, obviously, if I was to ever meet him, I'd probably faint out of excitement. Yeah. <laughs> but, but ultimately, because I've never met him, I don't want him to succeed because it's, it's a bit boring. But yeah, no, I'm so pleased you brought up the NBA playoffs because as you boys know, I love my NBA. And uh, yeah, it's going to be wide open and exciting. All right, well, Mr. Jack Green, I think it is time for us to talk something. Johnston Football Club, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good idea. What a what a day. Absolutely. Well, Mr. Jeremy Curo, and for our listeners, uh, not adverse with Scottish football, and that is, of course, soccer. Um, the big news that came from uh, this weekend was St. Johnston Football Club, based in Perth. We brought them up on the previous podcast there. Uh, they've done it. They have done the impossible. They have won the Scottish Cup double. That means they've won the Scottish Cup and the Scottish League Cup, and it is unbelievable and i think jack it's not actually being spoken about sort of as much as i think it should and we'll get down to that a little bit later on because jeremy for context i was actually off air trying to think of a north american comparison and i can't really do that so why don't me and jack have a little talk about it and you can maybe see if you can think of a north american example that that would link in with what st johnson's done sure. so for context st johnson beat Hibernian Football Club, uh, 1-0 in the Scottish Cup final uh, through at Hampden yesterday. As we keep saying on almost every podcast since we started uh, started all our teams, 
Probably the biggest disappointment is there was no fans in the stadium to watch it, whereas England are having up to 10,000 in stadiums. Scotland has not yet utilised that, especially in Glasgow where COVID is still quite prevalent. But anyway, they beat Hibs 1-0 in the Scottish Cup final to do the double. They had beat Livingston earlier in the season 1-0 in this in the Scottish League Cup final also at Hamden. So let me just reel off some stats before we get into the nitty-gritty chat of this. Sean Rooney scored in both finals. Um, to, to, to win the games for St. Johnston. A great stat that came out of it was both of his goals were scored in the 32nd minute. So he scored in the 32nd minute against Livingston and he scored in the 32nd minute against Hibernian. Both games were 1-0. One, one St. Johnston are now only the fourth team in Scottish football history to win the cup double, the others being the old firm Rangers and Celtic and Aberdeen. Now, to put into context why this is an amazing sort of situation, Depending on the sources, depending on who you listen to, the, the, sort of the, the overall picture is St. Johnson have no money. They are not a rich sporting team in any outfit whatsoever. Um, some say that they have the lowest budget to work from in Scottish football, which means their budget in the Scottish Premiership, that is, which means their budget would be less than Hamilton Academicals. Others are saying they have like around about the seventh or eighth highest uh, wage budget. Now, their previous manager, Tommy Wright, he actually left um, St. Johnson because the board wouldn't give him any money to spend. So they brought in Callum Davidson, who had two stints there as a player. This is his, this is, he's like, he is a Scottish Steve Nash, but with a much bigger face. Um, he, this is his first ever full-time managerial gig. Now he was caretaker manager back in 2014, but this is his first ever full-time gig as a football head coach. And he's won two trophies with a team that has no monies and no supporters. And I'm not lying there. A Scotsman article from just before COVID, before this all kicked off, they did a, a table of the average attendances in Scottish football for the previous season, to so the 2019-20 season. St. Johnston were second bottom with an average attendance of 2,211 fans. Wow. That's, that's 1,500 less than my beloved Edinburgh Rugby who are a rugby team, which doesn't get the, the crowd numbers that football get. And my team are, re, re, you know, resoundingly mocked for how little fans we get in the rugby world. So this is a top-tier Scottish football team who's getting under 3,000, well, under 2,500 averaging just two seasons ago when fans were allowed in to stadiums. Now, man of the match was Canada's own David Wotherspoon, Jeremy. I oh, didn't what? want to leave out Canada. Now, no I way. should add for context, he was born and bred in Perth in Scotland, uh, but his mum is Canadian and therefore he's eligible cool. to play for Canada. Um, he, he represented Scotland at age grade, but uh, he realising he probably wouldn't make it into uh, the Scottish first team. He played for Canada. He's played four games, scored one goal, and it was against the Cayman Isles. So get that right up your attacks here. Nice. Canada. <laughs> That's not a guaranteed um, win for Canada either. So, well, unfortunately, Canadian Canadian soccer never never a guaranteed thing, is it? Unfortunately, mm. um, but yes. So uh, that is St Johnston uh, for you. They're also a uh, quick fun fact that the only professional football team in the UK that's got the letter J in their name. So if anything, this is the greatest team of all wow. time. Yes, Jack Green. I know you will be excited by that. So those are some stats for you. Let's get down to the nitty gritty of it, Jack. This is unbelievable for for not just St. Johnson but for Scottish football and we spoke about it off air, I, we tried to speak about it in, in last week's pod or the previous podcast but I think I got sidetracked and started talking about I don't know, Brecon City or something random but um, you know, I think this has been the most competitive year in Scottish football which is an odd thing to say when Rangers ran away with the title but at the, the, end, the end of it is the most successful team in Scotland this year was St. Johnston Football Club and that is pretty damn amazing because 
as I've just said there, they're a team that should achieve absolutely nothing. What's your thoughts? Yeah, like it, just the same idea of it, really. Like uh, I've seen a few things from Hibs fans, like saying that they couldn't believe that they lost to a, like a pub team. That's what they call them. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, like they're just a nothing side. Like to to anyone, they're, they're the most unassuming football team you've ever heard of, yeah. or never yeah. heard of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's that. That's what it is, isn't it? So you hear St Johnston, and you like you you think it's a church or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah. Most like we've we've covered this before, but like uh, most people in Perth are Rangers fans. Yeah, and it's 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 just that it's there's nothing about it there's nothing appealing to it it would it comes across like a club that players kind of go to to just die off i can't imagine that callum davidson was at his best when he went the second time um no, he, you know no. i knew of him from playing for wimbledon yeah um and his giant head um yes yes yeah uh so yeah like I, it's just an incredible feat really it's maybe potentially slightly easier to do in scotland to at least win one cup as a smaller side. Um, but I couldn't ever imagine a team of their calibre winning um, winning the FA Cup and the League Cup. Yeah. It wouldn't ever, in, in England, sorry, uh, mm. it wouldn't ever happen. Like it just no. wouldn't ever happen. It's unfathomable to think that that would happen. Um, doubles are, are, are normally reserved for the, for the big sides. And that's obviously you said that too with, with Celtic Rangers and Aberdeen, the only other, other teams to do it. And I'm pretty sure the last time it happened, to a team, to, well, to Aberdeen as the only other team that isn't in the old firm. It was the end of the end of the eighties. Yeah, 90s. it would have been when, when, when Aberdeen were a, were, were a top tier team and were constantly in Europe, you know, and were were winning things in Scotland. And of course, they hit hard times and the old firm took over. But absolutely, you know, Aberdeen doing it at that time wasn't a surprise. You know, mm-hmm. they they should do, it. and that's what makes what St Johnson's done even more of a shock. It's it's Leicester City winning the Premier League five yeah. years ago. We wouldn't be shocked at Leicester City doing it now five years ago we were and and that's you know Aberdeen it's kind of the kind of reversal Aberdeen when they did it well they were a top tier European team they're now they exist and they're okay but St. Johnson doing it yeah just it's a, it's a complete complete stunning situation and unlike Gretna when Gretna you know won the league cup you know mm-hmm. that kind of turned out that they were operating off effectively a Ponzi scheme and then they went into yeah. liquidation like two years later St. Johnston they, they haven't done that. St. Johnston have, I cannot stress it enough, no money. They have absolutely no money. Um, Jeremy, for another bit of context here, they were founded in 1884. They won their first major trophy in 2014. They beat Dundee United oh. in the Scottish Cup in 2014. <laughs> Not only was that their first trophy, it was the first final they'd ever made in the Scottish wow. Cup. And they'd been in existence for 130 years. They've now got three trophies in seven years, including two in one season. I could wax lyrical about this much like I did the Super League until you boys just leave the Zoom chat and go home because (laughs) it's just such a wonderful moment. And as I said to you before, Jeremy, you know, and Jack, I will get back to you in a second because I'm just aware I just kind of took over here. Um, But as I said to you before, Jeremy, I live in a country where only two teams can win the league, Mm -hmm. but your team can win the cup. Your team can win the cup. And that's what's so great about the Scottish Cup, in particular, the League Cup. It's great because in Scotland, I mean, I really want to get rid of it in England because there's too many games. But in Scotland, it's still a way of winning a trophy. But the Scottish Cup in particular, it's, you know, it's the second oldest competition in the world after in soccer after the FA Cup. Uh, it's actually the oldest trophy, though, because unlike the FA Cup, they still use the same trophy that was uh, from, from back in the 1800s, oh, which amazing. is pretty cool. Uh, I think the FA Cup one got stolen, actually, which is the only reason why they don't use that one. Um, but but it's such a, it, you know, it's it's a competition that you can still win. So, yeah, Jack, I'll fire it back over to you because I got excited and just took over, as I do. Um, but, yeah, sorry. 
please. I... No, it's okay. Uh, to be, uh, on on the back of that, actually, like it's it's amazing. Every team, ha- like every team supporters, has their story of when they made the cup final and probably yeah. lost to one of the old firm. Like it's 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 kind of, but it's <laughs> but it's true. Like you speak to any fan of any Scottish team, and they'll all have their story of when they went to the cup final, when they had their cup final day. And there's something special about that because, as an Norwich fan, that in my lifetime. Norwich have played in Wembley once. And yeah. unfortunately, I was in America. So my but my brother got to go <laughs> and he got to see them win the playoff final, which is an incredible day. But that is kind of the closest we'll probably come to a cup final. Yeah. I mean, Norwich actually, you know, they made the quarterfinals of the FA Cup last year and the semifinal would have been in Wembley. But that's the closest we've come in years. Like a, many, many years that Norwich have gotten to a to, to a Wembley game. Um, so it's it's... It's 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 just an amazing moment as a fan, isn't it? To have that to have that experience of playing in your national stadium and seeing your team go up against potentially the best or potentially Falkirk or Inverness Califistle. But yeah, you know, it's almost you want that because you might actually win then. But yeah, uh, yeah like so obviously Dunfermline is, is a. I was talking to someone about that today. About they've told me about the the three times in the last twenty years when they've been to the cup final, and they lost to Celtic every time. But it's yeah. they remember every every kick of the game. They were it's just it's just such a big moment. So, like you said, it, the the cups in Scotland are something that is achievable for everybody, and it's it means so much more to to the fans. And so St Johnson fans, like you said, they'll remember this for the rest of their lives. And and this will be potentially the biggest and best season that they ever have. Ever, yeah. I, I just can't see how it can be replicated. I mean, and they'll be in Europe next year, which is incredible. Going off of what you just said there, you know, I remember when Ross County back in 2010, they got they made the Scottish Cup final uh, against Dundee United and Jeremy Ross County as pod favourites, as we know. Mm. Um, I can imagine uh, only Rosses were in that team too. But uh, <laughs> it was at Hamden Park, which is in Glasgow. Ross County playing Dingwall, which is up north of Inverness. So, you know, it's, um, you know, a good hour north of even where I grew up in the north of Scotland. And, you know, it was such a big momentous moment for Ross County that one of the major papers, their, the headline just said, will the last person out turn the light off? Because every single person from that town was going to Glasgow <laughs> yeah. to watch the game, even if they didn't have a ticket. Wow. They just wanted to be in Glasgow. They sadly lost 3-0, but in a way they probably didn't care because they got mm-hmm. a day out and, and it was... And I have to, I have to say, and sorry to friend of the show, Danny, but not involving the old firm normally means crowd isn't as, isn't as, you know, there's not as much trouble as what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a bit less policed. You know, Ross County and the United fans aren't going to punch each other within reason. There's always going to be the odd few that <laughs> let themselves mm-hmm. down. But that's what's so great about a small team and 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 the old firm. They like to refer to the rest of teams in Scotland as tin pot teams, which never makes sense to me because then my my view is, well, the only reason you win then is because you're in a league of tin pots. But that's for a different day and a different podcast. But it, it, you, <laughs> these tin pot teams like St. Johnson, they get their moment in the sun. The, the last bit I wanted to say, because as I say, I could wax lyrical on this for, 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 for months, is what Callum Davidson has done. It's, it's, it's absolutely exceptional because the other thing with the St. Johnson team is it's like, and, and Jack, you may agree here, you may disagree here, but they're almost, in effect, a team of misfits. It's a bunch of guys who never really made it with other teams. It's, you know, David Wotherspoon, Canada's own, as I said. He actually played for Hibs for a number of years, didn't really do that well, got sold back to St. Johnson, his boyhood club. And now he's a double cup winner in one season. You know, you've got Sean Rooney, who bounced around the Scottish leagues. He was at Queen's Park, an amateur team. He was at ICT, you know, Inverness Caledonian Thistle. 
and now he's scored in two cup finals in one year. You know, he'll go down in history. Um, so what Callum Davidson's done with no money, with a bunch of misfits, you know, Stevie May, you know, was a high, a very expensive signing for Aberdeen. And he was useless. I mean, he was being called out as one of the worst signings of all time. Well, he's now won two trophies and Aberdeen, how many cup finals have Aberdeen been to in the last uh you know, in the last uh, 10 years, Jack, and they've got nothing to show for it. So yeah. it's amazing how it works. And of course, people could say, well, St. Johnson were playing Hibs and not one of the old firm. Well, they beat Rangers to make the cup final. So they did it the hard way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hats off, standing ovation, St. Johnson Football Club, well-deserved. And the other thing is, Jack, um, you know, is is in within reason the majority of people in Scotland are just happy for St. Johnston. Nobody's sort of begrudging them yeah, this. It's yeah, yeah. like a universal like, and that's the thing, Jeremy, because they're a team that just exists, they have no real rivals. I mean, they're mm-hmm. supposedly in a rival with the two Dundee teams. I don't really think the two Dundee teams really care. Um, just other, you know, I think most Hibs fans are online were just pissed off at Hibs. They weren't really that bothered yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. by St. Johnston. And uh, so, yeah, but, but I don't know, Jack, if you've got anything more you want to say on it, Jeremy, I don't know if you can think of an American, uh, sorry, a Canadian slash American equivalent. I can't really think that way because most top tier teams in North America, even if they're you're the Seattle Mariners, you're not a poor team. You know, it's just poor decision making. But uh, but yeah, Jack, I'll throw it over to you first. Anything else you want to say or just just a happy time? And it's sad that no fans were there, but just great for Scottish football. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe reflecting a little bit on the fact that obviously people, no one really begrudges St. Johnston doing anything, but it almost means that, like you said at the start, is it's being underplayed a little bit. How incredible mm-hmm. this achievement has been, and yeah. it needs to be talked about more. How well I completely agree. Um, there's just not been enough to 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 you know look at. If anything, promote your league to tell tell the world how incredible this moment was. Just like the Premier League did with Leicester, like that's a, is a perfect example of, yeah. a, of an underdog coming from nowhere to to do something incredible. So. Yeah, more people should be shouting about it. And unfortunately, because it's St. Johnston, I feel like if it had been Hibs winning two or Hearts winning two, um, maybe there would have been a bit more shouting yeah, out um, about it. And maybe maybe that's because more people would have been upset about it because their rivals would have hated <laughs> it more. And that's sometimes what you need. Um, but it, it's, you know, a bigger team and maybe in a different country. And it's a Disney story, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, it made someone makes a film about it. How incredible. It's, the, a, it's a money nowhere. ball. It's, it's it, a money ball know, in the making. You know? That's what it is. Uh, it's you know, it's Jamie Vardy's movie. It can come out at the same yeah. time. Um, <laughs> Honestly, Jeremy's dog not a fan of St. Johnson Football Club. No, apparently not. Oh. Shocking behaviour. What about that? Dogs going crazy. Love St. Johnson, hate St. Johnson, we all know. Yeah. All right, sorry, Jack, you jump back in. Uh, to be honest, I can end it on uh, it can come out at the same time as Jamie Vardy's movie. That's probably a good ending. Perfect. Leave it at that. I know. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I completely agree, Jack. And uh, Jeremy, as you can probably tell, we're very excited to talk about it. And that, in a way, mm. just shows you how big a moment is. But just to really echo Jack, you know, I'm stunned by how little people are talking about this, and they really should. It's 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 just a huge moment in Scottish sports. Um, yeah, Jeremy, any thoughts? Any questions? Um, will you become a St. Johnston fan? Um, you know, the big oh, I could never now, right? By Jack's by Jack's rules, if I jumped on them now, that would be like sacrilege. Yeah, true, very true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah like, old- Jack, you'd be happier now if I became a Celtic fan than if I became a St. No. Johnston fan. No, I know. 
<laughs> we draw the line. Him, we, we draw the line. How about, <laughs> how about, how about we, there's we no chance of that happening? We should have a rule on the podcast that if Jeremy becomes a Celtic fan, he has to become a Celtics fan. Yeah, yeah. that's fair for sure because that'll yeah. never happen. Double either. Celtics. <laughs> yeah, screw both those teams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but that sounds that sounds great though. That's very exciting for um, for Scotland for sure. And yeah, you're you're right. There isn't really equivalent of it here because just the way the leagues work right in our sports you can get a rookie who's a star and then you're great the next year Mm -hmm. um so maybe like a you like a like a a smaller conference uh you know ncaa team like an appalachian state coming out of the sunbelt conference and winning and beating alabama or something in the title game yeah that's a great idea that's a great Mm -hmm. example actually yeah and that's the other thing you know we talk about small market or undesirable markets in north american sports you know your detroit's or your um well I was, we've named them before new york well, the next cleveland but uh, yeah cleveland and uh but you know uh, the, the the fact is st johnson it's not like it's undesirable it's only an hour from yeah you know edinburgh it's the fact that in stalker you go if there's money and they don't have any mm-hmm. so they're not going to pay you so yeah but no ladies and gentlemen um especially for our listeners out with of scotland or, or out with of the uk uh, i implore you just to take a read up about the st johnson story there's a few great articles on the guardian on the bbc which i'm sure you'll be able to access from across the pond and uh, it really is a, an incredible moment and callum davidson even him himself he's such an unassuming man he's just came in did a great job and uh in my view is uh he should uh, for another argument be manager of the year but they gave they gave the award before the cup final which is uh, in a nutshell anywho let's move swiftly on jack green uh we've talked some scottish foosball um would you like to have a little chit chat on things happening south of the border yeah, just uh, kind of cover the fact that the Premier League finished today. Um, a bit of moving and shaking as well. A couple of teams bottled it and ended up um, losing out on a... Well, Leicester lost to your beloved Tottenham and ended up losing yes. out on a Champions League spot um, last minute um, with Jeremy's beloved Liverpool jumping in, which they do not deserve the way they've played. <laughs> yeah, they do not um, deserve. They are um, so unperfect. And Chelsea managed to lose to Aston Villa, but somehow stayed in because uh, they had a, I'm just having a look now, a point above Leicester to start off the day. So right. um, Thomas Tuchel has managed to do exactly what Frank Lampard probably would have done. <laughs> um, but no, that's, you know, they've been a lot better since he's been there. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tottenham get the wonderful whatever cup thing third league yes. of european football thing that they're a trip to with. armenia probably yes mm. fantastic ali get your plane tickets um <laughs> i know i think the, the big story of it really is is kind of what happened with man city like it, at the start of the season even november december they looked like they were going to come fifth or sixth and looking fairly average not playing good football and out of nowhere they went on this humongous run of of wins and, and they've yeah. won the league by 12 points, which is, it's just crazy. The, the fact that they've just destroyed the field, really not like, not quite like Liverpool did last year or Rangers this year in Scotland, but certainly dominated the league in the second half of the season. Um, but it's been, it's been a very competitive year outside of Man City. I think teams have dropped off a little bit. Um, Man City have kind of stayed the same and that's made it a lot more competitive in and around the champions league. Um, Leeds, I think, is probably a a great story to tell for oh, them absolutely. to end up in the the top half of the table. First time of asking is um, there's a bright future at Ellen Road, I think. Um, Bielsa's obviously got his team very well um, organized, and and some young talents coming out of nowhere becoming incredible Premier League quality players. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I just thought I'd mention what's happened and a few things that have come out of the league in the last couple of days. Um, the Owl, Roy Hodgson, has decided to <laughs> yeah. uh, step away from management. Um, he is about 150 years old, so gonna, it's probably about time. Um, he died about 30 years ago. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> just a walking corpse at this point. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible horrible thing to say about the man yeah. he's a and also the episode title so well done. legend of the game yeah, he's one of those yeah. ghosts um, from uh <laughs> the ghost haunted house. houses there yeah the, exactly that's what he's done is he's yeah he's left uh he's left premier league management to to start a ghost house yeah in <laughs> buffalo um cool. and also uh wolves manager um yeah that took me by surprise Nuno has decided to uh, to I don't know whether he's chosen to or they've they're, they're making him go, but he seems like a good contender uh, for the Tottenham job. If I'm and supposedly honest. Tot yeah, and supposedly Tottenham have come out and said uh, they're not interested, which is odd because I I would take him in a heartbeat. <laughs> Still, <laughs> well, in that case, my my call of Scott Parker might be the one. But um, yeah. Nuno Espirito Santo has has done a very good job with Wolves, and they'll sorely miss him. Well, Scott Parker, a uh, big fan, uh, myself and friend of the show, Bruce, are big fans because if you go on his Wikipedia page, Jeremy, uh, you will notice that other than a cameo at Newcastle United, uh, he pretty much solely only plays for or manages teams based in the city of London. So he's really, oh. you know, he's obviously bought a house 20 years ago and thought, well, fuck, I'm not moving. That was stressful enough. Yeah. So I, I refuse. I refuse. So it wouldn't be a surprise if he ends up uh, with the Tottenham gig. Uh, Jeremy, we'll throw this over to you in a second here. Uh, hmm. Jack, I just wanted to jump off of what you said about there being quite a few like storylines and like an odd season and a competitive season. It's kind of just looking at teams that sort of, you know, because you were saying about Man City, kind of, weren't doing anything exceptional. And then just before you knew it, you were like, oh shit, they've run away with the league. How did that happen? Yeah. Um, you know, and you ended up with Liverpool, for example, like losing, I think, was it six consecutive home games in a yeah. row? Which is, well, that's, that's, well, that's what consecutive means. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, six, um, but, you know, that kind of caught us by surprise. Um, but, you know, there was other things. So, for example, my beloved Tottenham at one point was at the top of, as uh, Jeremy, your dog is just... Yeah, sorry. Uh, people have gotten home, so the dogs... <laughs> Ah, I'll mute my mic while you're while you're finishing up here. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. That's like, it's like when I come home, everyone's that excited to see me. Um, but yeah, so Tottenham, <laughs> uh, you know, we're at the top of the Premier League, and you know, the Jack, uh, the you know, those podcasts coming out, like, is this the return of Jose Mourinho? He's back, the special and all that stuff. You know, Tottenham end up finishing seventh, and Jose Mourinho isn't the manager of Tottenham Hotspur. You had Everton mm -hmm. who started the season like a bat out of hell and end up finishing tenth, and it's just another yep. Everton season. It's just a yes. well. You know, they exist. Well done for turning up and playing. Um, you had Southampton. Southampton at one point were at the top of the table and everyone was talking at, with, uh, you know, looking at Hasenhutl and saying, what an incredible manager. Southampton finished 15th. <laughs> um, well, and, and lost 9-0 again. And lost 9-0 for the second time in three years mm -hmm. or whatever it was. So, you know, it's really just some, some incredible moments of you really didn't know who was going to do well. And as you said, Liverpool have made the Champions League and in no way deserve it, whereas Leicester mm -hmm. City have failed. And I would say absolutely deserve it. And my last point would just be, I would say Leeds United once again go into that um, category alongside the Boston Celtics and Liverpool from last year. Not the most likable team off the field. Uh, ownership, fans, social media... Yep. larking around but mm -hmm. I love them as a team to watch and Bielsa yep. as a manager um, they're a brilliant team to watch I've I said it on a few podcasts ago would you rather watch Man City I worded it bad poorly I didn't mean that they were weren't a good team I just meant like a boring team they do what they're meant to yeah. do 
mm-hmm. who always win or would you rather watch a, or support a Leeds United who one minute can win a game 6-0 and then lose a game 6-0 but they lost it in a very exciting manner so that's one fear there um Jeremy um you can probably unmute your mic now if you if you so wish yeah um, yeah I'll <laughs> you but uh, <laughs> but yeah um we've 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 you know a lot of Premier League chat uh, as always on this podcast, and uh, you've been following a bit more. So, uh, what, what, mm-hmm. any thoughts or questions uh, as we as we head into the off season and for for the first time in a couple of years, a proper off season other than the Euros? Yeah, um, how many teams like uh, the top whatever teams? How many of them make the Champions League? Yeah, so it is a very uh, sort of interesting system. Uh, Jack, I don't know if you want to take this one, but uh, I'm happy to, um, you know, because it's done off the coefficient. So nowadays it's done off of how successful your domestic league is and how many coefficient points they've got. So I couldn't, I can't just say tell you, so the top four qualify for the Champions League, uh, fifth and sixth, they make the Europa League. And mm-hmm. then, uh, what is new for this year is the seventh place team now, which is my beloved Spurs, makes this new conference league, which which is like the third tier of European football, just cool. to make it easy. Um, but then there's also stipulations, which is if the team Jack wins the FA Cup, they qualify. Mm-hmm. So yep. maybe you can take this one because I don't know what I'm talking about on this. But yep. So if you if you win the the League Cup or the FA Cup uh, in England, then you you get put into the qualification rounds for the Europa League. Um, but if you have already qualified for Europe and you win the cup, it then gets passed down. So um, I'm not sure how it now works as normally it would literally just mean there's another team going into the Europa League. Um, right. But with this new um, conference league thing, um, I'm not exactly yeah. sure how that would work. But it, it, like the, I think it potentially actually cancels the cup win place because of the right, yeah, because of the, already the got seven teams place. in Europe from England already, which would mean half yeah. the right, league right. is in Europe if, if Man City win. Well, Man City have won. Um, uh, have won the League Cup and Leicester have won the FA Cup. So the in theory, there should be nine teams in Europe from England. So I don't think that's a thing anymore. Um, but it used to be the way. So it gives someone else a chance. Um, teams like Tottenham that would normally be in around fifth to seventh place. Um, sorry, Ali, that was a bit of a jab, but it's kind of true. Oh, um, no, I mean, it's, yeah. it's completely understandable. <laughs> um, would normally get the chance to have um, the Europa League spot. So, uh, but yeah. Ali explained the rest. Perfect. Cool. Yeah, and of course, that's the thing, Jeremy, I think we said in our Super League special, as we should call it, um, you know, with the Champions League, is of course the insult of it now being called the Champions League, because I don't like them, uh, but whenever the old firm do win in Scotland, um, they don't get automatic qualification of the Champions League. They have to play, I think it's three, possibly even four, but let's oh. go with three yeah. qualification games just to then make the group stages. So by the time oh, you wow. make the group, yeah, so by the time you make the group stages of the Champions League, the likes of Rangers or Celtic, the likes of a Rosenberg or an Ajax, they've already played three games. Their season started in the middle of the summer. Um, Crazy. Yeah, which was why the yeah the year that Ajax, you know, had the heartbreaking loss, which I, of course, loved because it was to my beloved Spurs where we scored in the last minute. But that would have been a St. Johnston or a Leicester City story because they had gone all the way from the qualifiers and nearly made the final. And of course, last minute, Spurs scored the wonder, uh, well, it wasn't a wonder goal, it was just a goal, which was absolutely incredible. Uh, Mr. Jack Green. Yeah, actually, that's reminded me of uh, the story when Fulham made the Europa League final. And I think it was the mm. first season ever they did the Europa League because it used to be the UEFA Cup, yes. which was a lot simpler format of a, of a league or cup. Um, 
the Europa League opened up to allow more teams to enter. But Fulham went from the very first qualification because they got in from, they used to allow an extra place for the, like the fair play ruling. So the team yeah, that yeah. had the best so d- disciplinary record in the league would get a Europa, Europa League spot from the first qualification place, which is insane. Yeah, um, madness. But I think it's across the whole of Europe, though. So, like, they kind of won a lottery spot, basically. And yeah. um, like the green card lottery. From from the first game to the final, they played twenty one games in Europe, <laughs> amazing. As well as a thirty eight game season plus any cup games they played. So they potentially played seventy games that season, and they lost in the <laughs> final. And Fulham yeah. just. They really are a St. Johnston. They, you know, a small club like they're the Premier League with the Premier League this year. They've got relegated. They're that kind of team. They sometimes come up, they sometimes come down. Their stadium is about a million years old and like falling into tiny. the Thames. Yeah, exactly. It's tiny. You know, it's it's a proper old school football team, and it was an incredible story and heartbreaking to see them lose yeah. it. But um, that's the kind of commitment that you need to be able to put in to be able to make the the Europe, Europa League final in that kind of format as a as a lower lower team from the likes of the Armenian sides. Yeah, absolutely. Which, of course, again, shows the insult and the audacity of the whole Super League. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy, any other thoughts on the Premier League? Premier. Hey, you guys have covered it well. I'm good. All right, fantastic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're trying to do a shorter podcast uh, so we can make the uh, the editing easier for a wonderful Bruce Jack. <laughs> He's a very busy man. And we've probably, we, well, we've been speaking now for about an hour and 20 minutes, so we're doing very <laughs> well. But gents, anything else on sport? I suppose only one last thing. I would just quickly jump in and just say that the, the, the Scottish contingent both made the cut at the PGA Championship, uh, while Dustin Johnson has uh, failed to make the cut for the second consecutive major. Uh, Jeremy, any thoughts on the PGA uh, uh, championship itself you were watching mm-hmm. earlier today martin laird bob mcintyre as i just said uh just uh, uh made the cuts but aren't doing particularly well so yeah uh, what's your thoughts yeah well, we we talked about it in our chat a little bit and it's just it's rory mcelroy just missing every putt yeah um he's so inconsistent it's really crazy because he'll have a hole where he bombs a drive great tee shot puts it in and then his next one he puts it in the lake you know 70 (laughs) yards off the fairway um so let's hope he turns things around but the the most important thing is that he plays uh 2022 at the british open and uh, we hope to be there but one of the things i want to bring up that i mentioned earlier uh you mentioned your guy dustin johnson i mentioned Mm. my guy mcelroy we need jack to designate his favorite golfer. We oh, both have yes. a legitimately number one favorite guy. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to do it now, Jack. Um, this could be like homework. Some, yeah. Think about some things you would like in a golfer or an athlete in general, and then maybe we'll we'll try and put together a short list for you. I already I already know like one guy that is, if we're doing a short list, and he's going on it, yeah. whether he's good or not, I don't actually know how good he is, but beef is going in there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, absolutely. So I'm like, a big fan of beef, yeah. That would be like if you were a St. Johnston fan before the season, right? A beef, a beef Johnston. No of... <laughs> oh, the Johnston connection. Nice one, Jack. Uh, yes, he could be on your list, but um, he, you know he's, he's not... never going to be on the leaderboard. No, that's yeah. So you're talking about me having a guy that actually is genuinely going to compete. Yeah, like a top, like a top twenty-five guy that. Yeah, yeah. You probably want to have a. Yeah, you probably want to have a guy that when we all go to the Open in 2022, mm-hmm. he's there. Yeah, kind exactly. Is that guy that Jeremy hates that looks like a financial advisor? Patrick Reed. Patrick, mm-hmm. oh, you can't change. Yeah, you can put him on the list just to annoy him. <laughs> Speaking of beef, that's another... Yeah, don't, please don't. 
Uh, well, that's the only one I won't accept. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you could. No, I mean, he's my favorite. No, no he's not. That's my Don't veto. So. We're like the United Nations Security Council. Right? <laughs> oh, brilliant! Absolutely. Well, brilliant. I'll think about it. I'll put a few names together for you. Maybe you, Ali, could do the same, and then yeah, you can absolutely. Guys up, come up with your own criteria, and then we'll have someone for you. Okay. All right. And then we can then we can all go with banners at the Oh, for sure. Like total for losers. Sure. That'll be fun. Yeah. We'll, we'll make right. Brandon carry them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I for one, I'm looking forward to the Canadian 2022 tour to, to Scotland or to the UK to watch that. Gentlemen, well, uh, by the time, ladies and gentlemen, you listen to this, the PGA Championship uh, winner will have been announced. Uh, will it be Phil Mickelson at the age of 62? I don't know. But. Uh, <laughs> Let's hope, because he's, he's funny. I like him. Anywho, yeah. as I fail to segue very well, let's move on to our newest segment. It's Jeremy's trivia question of the week. Yeah, I mean, uh, it might not be me every week, but it will be this week. Uh, right, so sorry. one that I've just come up It should up be called quickly. the trivia question of the week. <laughs> I can still sponsor it every the week. No, the no pressure <laughs> trivia question of the week. Yeah, yeah. This one we just came up with after we had the idea, so it's pretty simple. Um <laughs> In the world of basketball, so the, the NBA scoring title is determined by the player who averages the most points per game over the course of a season. Mm. Um, so the question for this week is, how many scoring titles did Michael Jordan win in his career? Wow. Wow. Are we allowed to ask questions as in when did they yeah, bring... Yeah, sure. When did they, did they bring... Was this, did this exist in 84 when he came into the league? Yeah, yeah, it's always existed. Yeah. It's just like you can even look back. It's not an official award. You just... It's whoever had the highest points per game. Perfect. Yeah, I should also note that uh, much like when Subway announced that their footlong sandwiches was just a brand name, that's the same with the Jeremy Curio... Jeremy Curio trivia of the week. It's just <laughs> exactly. a brand name. Curio. <laughs> yeah, what am I, um, an Italian guy? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, need, I, I need to lie down, clearly. Um, I'm going to go with six. Okay. Uh, well, that's an obvious answer, um, <laughs> which is kind of what I was going to say. But I was also thinking maybe it isn't six. Maybe someone else got it at one of one of those years. So maybe it's five. Maybe it's five. Uh, the correct answer: ten, including wow. seven straight at one point. Yeah, I don't know why we th- like that. Yeah, now you think about it. I mean, he's like you know the greatest of all time. That makes sense. Well, well done to Mr. Michael Jordan. Well, in the Jeremy Curo trivia of the week, which will be presented by different people each week, <laughs> um, I take the lead, I think. Is that one how nothing. Yes. yes. Yeah. So we'll try and remember who total points, and then maybe after like a couple months, we'll winner gets a, a microwavable hamburger. Oh, someone's just raised the stakes. First, first to five, let's say. Yeah, absolutely. I give it till week three in which we realize that none of us can remember what the score is. So oh, absolutely. I look forward to that. Well, gentlemen, it's been a wonderful podcast. Before we move on to our favorite top threes, Jack, do you, do you want to just pluck a twat out of the air? Just give us a name. Justin Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and on that note, let's move on to our... Favorite top threes, which this week, <laughs> which this week are our most anticipated events for this summer. So, oh, that was good. You know, I enjoyed that, Jack. Thank you. <laughs> the panic in your eyes, the actual. I like that this week. You just ask Jack at a random time in the show, like even yeah, in the middle yes. of talking about the Premier League, and yeah. you're not allowed to prepare. 
that's fine i can do that yeah, okay. i think it makes for a better, a better uh, yeah i think that would actually be pretty funny okay let's do it right, well we can implement that as well going forward so gents yeah. <laughs> i look forward to that the top three most anticipated events for this summer a big summer of sport ahead hopefully this pandemic uh, manages to stay out of the way for long enough for us to enjoy so mr jeremy curo uh, as always it is your prerogative you may go you may default I'll go first. So I was really excited about the boxing match between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, but I just looked it up to see when that was. And apparently it's been canceled and won't happen Mm -hmm. this year. Uh, So number three, something we just talked about uh, the British open this year, uh, Royal St. George's, which apparently is at a place called sandwich. Yes. Um, So uh, incredible. Uh, Number two, the NHL playoffs off to a hot start. Fantastic stuff. They're always great playoffs. Let's hope for Leafs in the finals. And number one, uh, WWE SummerSlam. Supposed oh, to be yes, the second nice. biggest event of the year after WrestleMania. It's always a little bit less gimmicky. I always think it's the best every year. Well, Jeremy, fantastic choices. We look forward to a review of those said events as the year continues. Mr. Jack Green, what are you looking forward to in 2021? Uh, so for the summer, I've got an honorable mention just for you, Ali. I'd like to see Ooh. the sunshine on Leith. Oh, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you fucking teed me right up there, you bastard. <laughs> Anyone that doesn't understand that, just Google Sunshine and Leaf. Um, you'll, you'll understand soon enough. Um, but serious ones, uh, the Olympics in Tokyo. I love the Olympics. No one really knows why they love the Olympics, but there's some know, sports yeah, that no so one really true. cares about and they're great to watch. Yeah. So uh, the, only, the only time you legitimately get excited to watch the shot put. Yeah, or kayaking or, you know. <laughs> Anything like that. Discuss, great. Um, <laughs> Norwich in the Premier League and the return of fans into football stadiums properly because by then there should be full stadiums, which would be incredible. And sticking with football, uh, the Euros. I'm looking forward to um, having to deal with drunken Scottish people telling me that they hate England while England win <laughs> 5 or 6 nil. Okay, well, um, on, behalf, on, behalf of, on the behalf of the nation of Scotland, I apologize for the drunken people but also mm-hmm. say fuck you for that last yeah. comment uh i also put the euros on i also put the euros <laughs> on, uh, and and in particularly narrowed it down to scotland versus england always mm-hmm. uh I, I a game of heightened anticipation thanks to geopolitics and uh, the fact that um it's very easy to wind up scottish people so we mm-hmm. get very we get very angry but uh, yeah no it'll be interesting to see what happens who knows will it be five mil england or will it be uh, boring nil nil and uh, we don't even talk about it we will see um, I'm also looking forward to the Ryder Cup uh, Whistling Straits in Wisconsin cancelled last year thanks to the pandemic back this year um, interested really because it's kind of like a Lynx course you know like a North American Lynx course it's on like the lakeside there oh. in Wisconsin so I think the Europeans might do pretty well because it might suit the conditions might suit uh, kind of more of a European standard and then uh, Jack the last one I've gone with a hundred with the cricket, Ooh. the 100, again cancelled last year, thanks to the mm-hmm. pandemic. It starts this year. A new format of cricket, 100-ball uh, cricket. It's kind of trying to make it a little bit more Americanized and uh, bring in new sort of new uh, new viewers into the world of cricket. It's also being shown free to air on the BBC, at least some games, which will nice. be a game changer. And uh, hopefully um, it gets people watching cricket um, because I started watching T20 and I now watch Test Cricket. So it does work so i know lots of people are against the 100 but i'm all for it so that those are my three things i'm looking forward to gents it has been a wonderful evening 
podcasting with you. It's great to be back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening as you do uh, week in, week out, or whenever we produce a podcast for your listening ears. Remember, we're on Instagram at all our teams. We're not on Twitter. We we're not on Facebook, and I am trying for a YouTube page. Um, oh. If you do listen, if you do listen on Apple Pods, please give us a five star rating, and I'll forget to buy you a pint. But Jeremy will remember. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just wonderful. It's always good to talk sports, uh, Mr. Jeremy Curl. Thank you, and good night. Yeah, good night to you, boys. Thanks for listening, and don't forget that Jack will also buy you a very cheap pre-mixed gin and tonic. That is I will indeed. That is very true. Well, Mr. Jack Green, um, yeah, thank you. Good night, and mon the gin. Yeah, I'm off to to taste some myself just now. It's a it's a luxury, a luxury drink. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, my name's been Alistair Kirk. Um, and just, I don't know, Wikipedia, St. Johnston, and uh, life will be good. Good night.